Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Brought to you by the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Hello, friends. Jack, Flight School O'Brien here, uh, also known as Jack. Still can touch Ned if I get a running start and haven't eaten heavy breakfast. O'Brien, uh, both nicknames that I go by. Inviting you to check out Miles and Jack got mad boosties for a weekly basketball conversation with me and my co-host from the Daily Zeitgeist, Miles Gray. We are joined by comedians, writers, podcasters, and fellow NBA fans as we discuss the latest news and events from around the league. Check it out, Miles and Jack. Got mad boosties. Brought to you by the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It is most definitely a Silver Linings edition of the HHC. In case you hadn't heard, Hornets got Walt last night at Spectrum Center, 135-82, to the final score, Hornets incredibly shorthanded, even for the last two seasons. Uh, this one in particular stung in terms of the pregame injury report, and uh, the game didn't do much to assuage those wounds as the Hornets fall by 53 against Philadelphia, dropping their overall record to 7-17. and That said, in any and every game, there are always silver linings. We will find them for you here today on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. And to help me do it, he's my producer on the Hornets Radio Network, as well as the producer of this fine podcast, the Silver linings to every day, Rob Longo. Rob, that was a tough one last night. If you don't laugh, you'll cry. So we'll try to bring some laughs along the way and try to just laugh this one off because I don't know what else you can do from this one. Agreed. All right, let's get right to it. <laughs> there's, uh, our, there's our first laugh. We should just have a laugh counter today. I mean, that's the way we're going at this, this point. It, it's a tough one, but there, there is reason for it. I talked to Hornets head coach Steve Clifford prior to the game and, and mentioned that, you know, in the last two years, he, he has told us before, you have to understand why you're losing. You can't just say, all right, we're losing. We'll turn it around. You got to figure out the reason why and do what you can to fix it. The good news from the Hornets perspective is that the reason still remains the same in that it's injuries, and that's something that fixes itself over time as guys come back healthy, but the Hornets need those guys to come back healthy. The injury report as of tip time yesterday 
Of course, Cody Martin and Frank Nilakina still out for as they have been since the start of the season. There is reason for some optimism. Frank Nilakina did practice with the Greensboro Swarm yesterday, so that's clearly a sign that he is trending towards a return. More shorter-term injury for LaMelo Ball. He missed his ninth straight with the ankle sprain. That tends to be around the, the time that we have seen him come back from this type of injury in the past, so uh, certainly reason to believe that he might be trending towards a return in the not-too-distant future. Mark Williams missed his fourth straight game, fifth out of his last six with the back injury. There's hope that that is more of a day-to-day status. P.J. Washington, similar story on the left shoulder injury. And the latest addition, Gordon Hayward, out due to a virus. That's obviously a temporary thing. We don't expect that to be a long-term thing as well. I think it took me three minutes to get through the injury report, but that's what the Hornets were up against. And you never want to count any NBA team out of any game, regardless of the injury report, because these are the best players in the world, and anyone is capable of anything on any given night. But the way Philadelphia has been playing as of late, particularly the reigning MVP, Joel Embiid, it did not look good at tip time for the Hornets. No, I mean, I don't want to say this one was over before the ball even went up in the air, but it kind of felt that way just because second night of a back-to-back, added more people to the injury report. Hornets are already shorthanded as it was. The only people that the Sixers were missing in the game last night were the two-way guys, and that's because they're not allowed to dress because you're only allowed to dress X amount of players in a game. So Philly, fully healthy, hot, Five-game winning streak coming into this one. Obviously made it six last night after the win. But, I mean, it's just a tough wall for the Hornets to climb over to begin with. And it's extremely unfortunate. I mean, we keep saying, I want to see what this team looks like against the top-tier talent in the NBA when they're fully healthy. And somehow they get less healthy. I don't know if it's possible to get that many more injuries. And then during the game, Terry Rozier gets hit in the nose. He was doubtful for the rest of the game. He didn't come back. Ish Smith got clotheslined by Joel Embiid. Blood was pouring out of his nose, and B doesn't get a foul called against him, which, shocker there, I'm going to stop before I get fined, possibly, by the NBA. And he comes back with gauze stuffed up his nose, looking like he just went 12 rounds with prime Muhammad Ali. And then you got other guys that got bumped around in there as well. Brandon Miller was another guy. He bonked heads with Kelly Oubre on the other side, and he had to go to the locker room for a little bit. So it was just blow after blow after blow, even after the whistle. So, I mean, it was just really, really frustrating. And when it rains, it pours. That's kind of what it felt like. And you got to give credit where credit is due. Obviously, Philadelphia is a very good team. They shot 60% from the field. They earned the win. But it didn't help when the Hornets were playing with guys that I don't know if they would be normal starters when everybody was fully healthy. I mean, it's just kind of the way that it worked out. And, you know, there are some bright spots in some of those guys getting some minutes and seeing some playing time. But you want to have your full deck of cards when you're going against one of the top-tier teams in the NBA, and that's the Philadelphia 76ers. Well, case in point, the the player who played the third most minutes in the game, Nate Mensah, who had his moments. He had his first career field goal against Joel Embiid on a putback. Wasn't on the roster two days. Exactly. He was not even a two-way player 48 hours prior to the tip of that game. Uh, And, you know, he he had his moments, but that's who was going against the reigning MVP. That's part of the issue here for the Hornets right now in a 135-82 to loss. Let's hear from Hornets head coach Steve Clifford. Here's what he had to say after the 53-point defeat. I think there's things, like I told the guys, that we can... There'll be things that we can learn from the film, you know, obviously that can help, you know, like little things, execution things. I mean, the overall story of the game would be more about the guys that didn't play than did, I would say, you know. Um, But there's always things you can learn from the game, though. 
And there truly are always things you can learn. And obviously, this group of players against that particular 76ers team, uh, that didn't look good. But there's some guys that definitely had strong performances in the minutes that they were out there on the floor. I thought Nick Richards you know, did it as well as can be expected in that situation. If the Hornets get in a playoff series against the Philadelphia 76ers somewhere down the line, obviously they'll have a lot more guys back, but Nick Richards is someone who would have to play head-to-head against Joel Embiid in theory for long stretches of the game. Uh, he was a minus 8 in almost 20 minutes. That's not great, but against the MVP of the NBA, that's not bad when you're looking at your backup center in theory. Uh, 8 points, 4 boards, for Nick Richards. And there's other guys, players who don't normally get into games who had either nice shooting efforts or solid runs against players for Philadelphia who, oh, by the way, when you look to the end of their bench, it's either lottery picks who have played rotational minutes in the last two years like Mo Bamba or a guy, Furkan Korkmaz, who was in the rotation for the 76ers two seasons ago. K.J. Martin was a major piece for Houston. Uh, They've continued to accumulate first-round picks. They kind of shed him, but he's someone who's played serious minutes in the NBA as is Daniel House. Jaden Springer's a first-round pick. Paul Reed got a big deal. He's near the end of the bench for Philadelphia. So uh, that's what kind of talent accumulates around an MVP and a, a team that seems to be headed towards a run at a championship. The Hornets are on the opposite end of that spectrum trying to build things up. So you got a lot of young guys who are getting opportunities. But this is a tough team to go up against and particularly so when you are this shorthanded as the Hornets were last night. A 135-82 to final. We will pick out the silver linings. We'll find them for you next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton, is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not, never the, gonna, not, the, not the Big East tournament? Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a, is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then those. Never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Dirk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? The whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 
2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Sam Farber, Rob Longo here with you on the Hornets. I've cast brought to you by Santa Hornets coming off a 135-82 loss last night against the Philadelphia 76ers. Rob, that was actually a Hornets record loss. The previous was a 50-point loss at Milwaukee in the year 2000. We'll talk more about that at the end of this segment. But uh, Hornets made some history and not in a good way, as shorthanded as they were against a very healthy Philadelphia team. Talked earlier about that laugh counter and uh, you know the, the moments in a day in the life of a NBA broadcaster, producer duo, where if you don't laugh, you'll cry. Uh, pre-game, they always put up the injury report on the scoreboard, and it flashed Philadelphia's. It said none, and then it flashed the Hornets, and it was a full-screen graphic. They had to shrink the font. I mean, they it, almost had to do the scroll at the beginning of the Star Wars movies. It, it was rough, and so uh, you just have an, an utterance, like a, just a ha comes out because it's the situation you're dealt, and everyone's going to deal with injuries. It would not shock me if at some point Philadelphia had four or five players on their injury report. I am not rooting for it, but it seriously could happen. We could come back a month from now when these two teams square off again at Spectrum Center and half a dozen players could be out for Philadelphia and maybe the Hornets are healthy. Entirely so for that one. I hope Charlotte is. I'm not rooting for bad health on the Philadelphia side, but so much of how the results go in the NBA is dictated by health. The best teams in the NBA, yeah, they're the best teams. Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia. I'm not shocked any of them are at the top of the standings. Part of the reason they are, they're very, very healthy and have been most of the season. Teams that are equally as talented but are not having as much success, like, say, Phoenix. They're as talented as anyone. Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker. That, that's a really good team. They're right around 500. They're clinging to a postseason spot right now in the Western Conference. So health is everything in professional sports. Uh, right now, Philadelphia has it, and the Hornets just do not. That said, we got to find the silver linings. Rob Longo, your silver lining selection. Well, I guess an overall silver lining is, because we got to laugh about this, is any day you go to an NBA game, you never know what's going to happen. You might see a worst loss in franchise history. All right. <laughs> we had we had to get a chuckle out of Sam there. So with all that said, i got to take the guy that had the team high 14 points. That's Brandon Miller. Miller around the Richards screen. Splits the defense, goes up, and he hammers it down with a right hand. Yeah, Brandon had 14 yesterday. Ended up being a team high, 4-16 from the field. Two for seven beyond the arc again. Nobody shot the ball very well from three-point land. Only 20% as a team on the day. Four for four at the free throw line. Four rebounds, four assists as well. So I think that just the perseverance that we've seen from Brandon Miller over the last... I don't know what, two weeks, three weeks now, basically week or two into the season, we go back to that, or at least I, in my head, I go back to that game up in New York where he turned his ankle early on in the first half and said, tape it up, I want to finish the game. Ended up missing a game after that, unfortunately, but it just kind of shows the toughness. Got got a little bit of a, a bonked head there with Kelly Oubre, went to the locker room, got checked out, said he was good to go, so he ended up coming back into the game as well. So, I mean, just the toughness that I think Brandon Miller brings. He's a gamer. 
Steve Clifford always talks about him being kind of a throwback guy, like one of those guys that is going to play no matter what. It could have been very easily the way the game was going to just say, you know what, I'm just going to sit out the rest of the game. I'm going to rest up and get ready for Toronto on Monday. But he said to the heck with it. He was out there. He was playing hard. Ended up playing all four quarters, which I don't think you can say for a majority of the people out there as well. Ended up with 29 minutes out there. So again, Brandon Miller, my silver lining performance. Just like to see that continued growth from the number two overall pick and just see what he's able to do as he gets garners more and more NBA experience. Yeah, I like the pick. And look, Philadelphia, they, they knew what was going on. They sent a lot of attention at Brandon Miller. They they were like, all right, they, you know, they don't have a lot of options over there, so let's go get the ball out of Brandon Miller's hands. Let's not give him a lot of daylight. And yet he still knocks down a couple of threes, ends up with the team high for points with 14, as you mentioned, persevered through some adversity, taking the, you know, the, the head shot. It was not intentional from Kelly Oubre, kind of a clash of heads, but Miller had to check out of the game, came back in for the the second half and persevered. I like that mindset that's being set. Sometimes the habits built early in a player's career can flow later on. And one thing we know about Brandon Miller, he will work his tail off to get out there on the floor, persevere, stay on the court, stay on task, and try and fight and find a way to help his team out. Uh, that is clearly evident. Uh, he's now knocked down a three in 12 consecutive games in 10 in a row. He has made multiple threes. So he is really shooting the ball well, even though, as you mentioned, the Hornets overall did not yesterday in the loss to Philadelphia. couple of cap tips before I give you my selection. One, I mentioned it before, Nick Richards, eight points, four rebounds. Uh, going up against Joel Embiid is not easy. The plus-minus uh, ratings for the starters is awful. I'm just not going to attach them to players but uh, because you know the situation was what it was. But there were four players, five players, sorry, who were minus 28 or worse throughout the lineup for Charlotte in what ended up being a 53-point loss. But Nick Richards, one of the guys who played you know, a reasonable amount of minutes, he's a minus eight, so kept it closer in his time out there on the floor. A couple of guys with career highs, Nathan Mensa's second career game, but two points, eight boards, and assists. All those are career marks. Mark's got his first field goal with Joel Embiid defending him on a putback rebound, so that was a nice moment for him. Nine points for Nick Smith Jr., a career high, also a career high four made field goals. Love the bounce we're seeing there from the rookie. And then Amari Bailey has a career high with three points. I'm very intrigued to see what we get from him in the future. He's a young talent as well. But my silver lining selection is going to be James Booknight, the former first-round pick, the lottery pick. He has not been in the rotation at all this year. Uh, This was a rare moment for him to get on the floor show what he can do. He went three for five from three. And look, for a Hornets team that is looking for answers places, when you have to plug someone in, clearly if you need someone to knock down a triple, he is putting it on tape that he can get that job done. And when you have all their talent back on the floor, floor spacers like P.J. Washington and Miles Bridges and Brandon Miller, maybe you can add James Booknight to that list and create more avenues for driving lanes for your LaMelo, for your Terry Rozier. Uh, just spread the floor out even more. So that's a positive put on tape for James Booknight, uh, who comes up with nine points and again knocks down three threes, the nine points a season high. We mentioned it before, it is a record loss for the Hornets. 135 to 82, a 53 point spread, the largest in franchise history, breaks the previous mark, which was 137 to 87 at Milwaukee. That was January 10th of 2000. Did some more digging 
on that game and on that season. That was part of a seven-game losing streak for the Hornets, their longest of that season. They eventually would turn things around, won the last seven games of the season, finished above five hundred, and ended up making the playoffs. So in the mindset of it's always darkest before the dawn, hopefully dawn will be breaking soon for the Hornets after going into the record books for this one. With that in mind, there is some reason for optimism once the Hornets get their guys back, and it has to do with the offense. It was something written about on NBA.com, and we'll talk about it next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are busted. Can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Sam Farber, Rob Longo here with you on the HHC, the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta. All right, Rob, Hornets are going to try and shake off that last loss. Uh, All you can do now is turn the page and move on to the next one. Uh, The good news for the Hornets, even though it's the most lopsided loss in Hornets franchise history, it only counts as one. It doesn't matter how much you win or lose by, they just tally up the totals. And even though this one it clearly hurt the Hornets. It is only one loss for Charlotte. They are now 7-17 seven and 17 and still within three games or so of a top 10 position in terms of the NBA's Eastern Conference. And one reason for optimism looking forward is the offense. Charlotte was so hammered by injuries and absences, didn't have Miles Bridges the entire year. 
LaMelo Ball missed the majority of the season. I think only two players would have qualified to reach the 65-game threshold to qualify for NBA postseason awards. There were a ton of of absences last season, less so this season. Last night, the exception to that. But we've seen an improvement offensively. NBA.com had this out. The most improved offenses in the NBA based off points per 100 possessions. And Charlotte was number three. And everyone else that was in the top five, oh, by the way, is a top six offense currently in the NBA. Indiana, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Oklahoma City, all of whom have had very few certainly compared to the Hornets, a lot less absences than Charlotte has experienced. Charlotte has still made a significant jump, and they haven't had a single game yet this season where their three best offensive weapons, Miles Bridges, LaMelo Ball, and Terry Rozier, all started and finished the game available on the floor. So that is my big reason for optimism. We'll get into some of the details, but what does it say to you other than, well, you couldn't have started any lower since Charlotte had the worst offense in the NBA last season, to see the Hornets on the list of teams with the biggest jump in terms of points scored per 100 possessions. Yeah, I guess the only way you could go is up. That's the good news. So, I mean, that certainly makes sense. But, I mean, I think the way that this team has just been able to overcome injuries for the most part, I mean, I know yesterday, like you mentioned, was the exception to the rule in that sense, but the team was getting healthier. Terry Rozier was starting to take over that starting point guard role. I think that was a big factor here over the last week or so about just the offense being a little bit more free-flowing. And I think the biggest thing has been Basically, the three-point shot has been coming around here over the last two weeks or so. I know that the Hornets didn't shoot the three-ball well yesterday. They were only 7-35, to but again, that's uh, just basically how the cookie crumbled yesterday for Charlotte or over these last two games. They only shot 29% in that game against the Pelicans on Friday night, but when you go back and you look against those games against Miami, that home game, Hornets shot 42% from beyond the arc. You go back to the win against Toronto last week, ended up shooting 52% from three-point land. So I think that I know that the three-point shot is considered the great equalizer in it, in the NBA or in basketball in general, where if you're going to have a down night, if you're able to hit a couple threes here or there, then it might be able to spark you a little bit. But I think that that's been basically the biggest reasoning for this offense here over the last couple of weeks. And it's only going to get better when LaMelo Ball comes back. You get LaMelo Ball back, and if Terry Rozier is able to continue at the pace that he was over that course of seven straight games where he was at 20-plus, and there was a little window in there where he had two games of 30 or more scoring-wise, if you're able to get those two out on the floor and then you're able to pair them with Gordon Hayward, Miles Bridges, when Mark Williams comes back healthy. Mark Williams has one of the highest offensive ratings for individual player in the NBA this season. He's up there with Tyrese Halliburton and some other guys in there as well. So if you're just able to get all of these pieces back together, and I know it's frustrating, and I know I sound like a broken record based off of all the injuries, but that is basically the key to the Hornets' success right now. The offense has turned a corner, and just for whatever reason, the basketball god said, you know what, screw you, Charlotte. The injuries are terrible. We're going to add more to the to the injury report. I don't know what else I can say at this point, but that's basically what it's boiled down to so far. I agree with you. The injuries are, are massive. Uh, Mark Williams celebrated his 22nd birthday yesterday on the bench. Uh, he has missed now five of the last six games. All the five that he missed are all losses. LaMelo Ball has been out for nine games. The team is 2-7 and seven in that stretch. These are major, major pieces that Charlotte is finding it hard to score with, but the guts of this team is still an incredibly talented offensive group, and the reason we know that are a couple of things. One, I think the sign of a really talented offensive team is indicated by shooting percentages, and clearly uh, last night was awful for the Hornets, but because so many of their best players players were either unavailable at the start or became unavailable as the game went on as the injuries piled up. But going into last night's game, Charlotte was a top half team in terms of field goal percentage. 
three-point percentage, free throw percentage. Free throws have been an issue for the team, and Charlotte's still top 10 in the NBA, or at least they were last night heading into the contest in free throw percentage. Another reason for optimism, you turn the clock back two seasons ago, and it was a different coaching staff, and there were some differences on the roster, but a lot of the major players were still the same, and that team did not have major injury issues most of the season, and they were a top 10 offense. So now, a lot of those players, in particular, LaMelo Ball is more experienced and in a much better spot to come on out and help this team thrive. I mean, he can do the job on his own based off what we've seen this year. He's a much better player than he was two years ago. That group was a top five team offensively, so the thought process has to be, if this group gets healthy, they can do it as well. And then the big addition is Brandon Miller, who out of the gates has been an outstanding contributor night in, night out to the Hornets. He was the leading scorer last night. Every time someone comes in that has a big wing, you know, Brandon Ingram, or, I mean, the list goes on and on, uh, we instantly say, hey, let's look at his rookie stats, see how Brandon Miller stacks up, and he stacks up favorably. Uh, one I was talking about last night on the broadcast with Matt Carroll, I'll bring it up here, Brandon's idol, Paul George, the guy that he mirrors his game after. Paul George's rookie season stats, 20 minutes per game, He averaged eight points a night, almost four rebounds a night, one assist a night. He shot 45% from the floor, 29% from three. Brandon Miller right now, 20-some games into his NBA career, is averaging almost 15 points per game, four rebounds per game, two assists per game. He's shooting 44% from the floor, basically on the number with what... Paul George did, but from three, it's night and day. He's a 40% shooter, Brandon Miller is, and Paul George was a 30% shooter. It took him years. He was an all-star, a multiple-time all-star, before he hit 40% threes for a season. Brandon Miller is doing that as a rookie, so there is a ton of reason for optimism in terms of what the Hornets have offensively. They just have to have it together at the same time on the floor. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say other than, please, for the love of God, everybody get healthy so we can see it. But, yeah, I mean, and that's the other thing, too. When you look at the team and you look at all the players, and obviously a lot of these guys are role players or else they would be elsewhere or they would be starting already as it is. But when you have guys in there like Brandon Miller who are scorers and Terry Rozier is in there as well, I mean, that just makes the defense keen in on those two guys specifically. You're not able to really spread the floor out. You can make it look like you spread the floor out. You could go small and put other guys in there that might be three-point threats, like a JT Thor instead of Nick Richards. Like You're able to go small and spread the floor out, but that doesn't mean that everybody's going to honor all of those threats. That doesn't mean that people aren't going to get doubled like Brandon Miller. I mean, I would love to go back and look and see if there's any sort of, I don't know, advanced analytic or anything like that. I'm not going to do this. Maybe I'll post it to Sam Perley because Sam Perley loves this kind of stuff. But I would love to see how teams come in and with all of these injuries that the Hornets have, how often guys like Brandon Miller get doubled, Terry Rozier get doubled. I would like to see what the percentages of Brandon Miller getting doubled compared to other rookies. Because if you're getting doubled as a rookie, what does that tell you about their game? I mean, there's Victor Weminyama. Obviously, you're going to try to mix everything up on him just because of his size. Same with Chet Holmgren. But has Jaime Hawkins gotten doubled at all in Miami? Well, part of the reason he doesn't is because Jimmy Butler's exactly. there and Kyle Lowry's That's there. That's what I'm saying. Damn, and Tyler Hero when healthy are there. So yeah. there's more options. The Hornets right now, the reason you can focus on Brandon Miller is because there's four starting yeah. caliber players that are on the bench in street clothes and another two that would be rotation guys that are not available. And that's why Brandon Miller... And Brandon Miller is still doing these kind of things. He's still drawing double-digit scoring performances. He's still performing at a high level. That's what I'm saying. So it's just really frustrating that the Hornets haven't been able to see what they've been able to do whole, especially with a talent like Brandon Miller. But 
It's the same song and dance from last year, unfortunately, so far through the first 24, 25 games of the season. And it's just, it's frustrating. I mean, I'm sick of talking about it. I wish we were able to talk about big win over Philadelphia. Hornets are starting to turn the corner and all that stuff, but it's just not in the cards right now. And it's obviously frustrating. If I feel that way, and if you feel that way, I'm not going to speak on your behalf. But if we're going to feel this way on a podcast, I can't imagine what the players in the locker room feel like. And it's got to be frustrating. It's got to be hard to deal with. I know Steve Clifford takes a brunt of that for the majority of just trying to find ways to win. And it's it's frustrating. I can't imagine what Cliff has been going through as well. And, you know, I don't want to play the sympathy card because no one's going to feel sorry for you. No one's going to roll over and have the reserves start a game or anything like that. The Philadelphia 76ers aren't going to sit Joe on beat just because they're playing the Hornets or anything like that, especially with the 65-game threshold now with MVP voting and all of those sorts of things. But again, it's just super frustrating that this team just cannot get healthy for whatever reason, and we're just yearning for those days for when they are finally whole once again. Hopefully they start tomorrow. We'll look for a, a better, more optimistic injury report and hopefully have some Hornets on the men. For all the losses, all the frustrations, uh, as lopsided as last night was, it's only one in the loss column. Hornets are now 7-7. and They're only two back in the loss column from the 10 position currently held by Atlanta and Toronto. And Charlotte can put an L on one of those teams tomorrow when they take on the Raptors north of the border. Hopefully, again, we will have a positive injury report to talk about on that edition of the HHC. Rob Longo, thanks as always for helping find the silver linings. I do the best I can and we'll try better the next time. That's right. We'll try and do better tomorrow. Thanks again to Rob Longo. Thanks to all of you for tuning in. For everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. Hang in there, Hornets fans. We'll be back again tomorrow for a game day edition getting you ready for Hornets versus Raptors right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.